This week on Dueling Review, it's Power Rangers number one from Boom Studios. Two new series, two new teams, the unlimited power era begins here, and only Lord Dracon, the greatest enemy, can save them. In this issue, a new cosmic threat that only the original Power Rangers, now known as the Omega Rangers, Jason, Trini, and Zack, can hope to defeat. But their secret weapon is... The villainous Lord Dracon? Zordon forbids the Omega Rangers from contacting Dracon, so if they want to save the universe, then they'll have to go rogue and go up against their mighty Morphin allies. The next big Power Rangers event begins here, perfect for longtime fans and new readers alike. Uh, let us talk about Power Rangers number one. Yeah. It's out this week from Boom Studios. Now, my guess is. In order to really understand what goes on, you need to have read the Mighty Morphin number one, which featured Lord Dracon, a.k.a. Tommy from the future, uh, uh, coming in and um, causing havoc for Hill Valley or whatever, Appletown Valley, wherever these people live. Angel, Angel Grove. Angel Grove, that's it. And now the kids that were away at UN camp have come back and they're like, well, we're going to bust Tommy out of jail. Evil Tommy. Real Tommy is still here. There's good Tommy leading. Oh, the sure. Mighty of course. Morphin. That's why I said evil future Tommy or Dracon. Yeah. Dracon. I don't know if it's Dracon or Dracon. Um, Do honestly, they, is I'm he not in the, the TV truth. shows? Is he not in the TV shows? No, he's a Boom Studios exclusive character. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, probably a Hasbro I'm tell you approved. The truth. Are you ready for the truth? Okay. Even if you read Mighty Morphin number one, you would have probably have to have read the last five issues of the previous Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series to really have context for this. This is not a relaunch so much as a renumbering in the middle of an arc almost, which is why I think that it may have been something that's affected by the transition of the Power Rangers property from Saban Industries to Hasbro. Well, that's been, though, for well over a year. Yeah, but I mean, comics are also a little bit behind. Whatever licensing boom had, you figure, oh, we have to renegotiate, and then our contract runs up here. I honestly feel like that's what this is, because other than, hey, it's comics and we want a new number one, none of this is really... Number well, except, one, brand new, except awesome Except that thing. this is going to be the adventures of the Omega Rangers in space. But the Omega Rangers have been around for about 10 issues. But have they, but have they been in their own series? They have been splitting um, the both the Mighty Morphin and the late lamented Go-Go Power Ranger series between the Rangers and the Omegas. Yeah, so this is, this is just so giving the Omega, the Omega Rangers, Rangers their own been, thing. But this is not like the Omega Rangers book. I believe that both Mighty Morphin and Power Rangers are going to feature both teams because Mighty Morphin had Omegas as well as Power Rangers in it. Yeah, because you have to have that crossover moment so that you can have your backdoor pilot so you can get your new series going. I think and both series both uh, series are going to feature both characters or both sets of characters moving back and forth. I honestly do. Yeah, we'll see. But I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they are literally going to say, okay, this one's going to feature this team. This one's going to feature this team, which makes sense because right. with so many different Power Rangers running around, so many different teams running around, and especially now that the uh, Fractured Grid is all over, uh, where you can have Power Rangers from time and space all over the place, right. it would not surprise me if we do not see at least two more Power Ranger series announced in 2021. Well, we're running out of things to title them. 
I mean, at some point they're going to say uh, Dino Rangers or it's going to be, you know, whatever Stuck. motorcycle Rangers or whatever the, the hot thing is. Well, the current season is uh, what? Beast Morphers. Yeah, yeah. So they'll get some Beast Morphers going uh, on. I don't know. That and you it'll, will, be but called, it's uh, it'll be called Beast Morpher Action. These are the original Power Rangers team with some additions. Yes. And there are now 11 Rangers counting Dracon and the mysterious new Green Ranger in play. That's why they need a separate series. I don't know that they're going to be separate, though. When do they When do they get into their big robots? That's what I'm wondering. When there's a fight. And that's another reason why I don't feel like this is really a number one, except in spirit, because it literally picks up from where number 55 of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was, with the Omegas having seen a terrible creature destroying a planet in space, killing millions of people, and then popping up on Earth to talk to Zordon. But I will say this. It's good. I like... Honestly, the Omega Ranger designs maybe the best thing the Power Rangers franchise has had in years. Because the Omega Rangers are some of the only America-only Rangers, first of all. And the Omega Ranger designs are just really slick and really cool, and they're not evocative of any existing Super Sentai. And I'm just like, man, I want to see them. I want to see them in live action now. I want to see them out kicking people and running around and being all kicky-punchy. Well, we got to see them punch uh, Alpha 5 in the face and knock him out. Uh, actually, that was just Dracon. Well, Jerk. I mean, you got to see some some punchy action in this, and some some espionage. You got to see some ninja Sentai action going on. <laughs> the I, ninja Sentai came after Mighty Morphin. I, 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 actually, I don't care about this book. To be honest, I know. I know a lot of I know that there are a lot of Power Rangers fans out there, and this was it's fun. Uh, I mean, this was fun because you know this is the group of Power Rangers, at least the Omega Rangers that I remember. Um, but, um, you know, there's a lot of just dead space in this issue with people st- sitting around talking like multiple times saying, uh, so we're not going to go visit our parents, huh? Yeah. That'd be really hard to explain that we're home for the, U- for the weekend. Uh, and then we have to fly back to Sweden on Monday. That'd be really weird. And then like four pages later, the exact same conversation. So there's a lot of, in my opinion, dead space in this issue that I think could have been trimmed down on the plus side. I do like, um, what's his name? Floaty head. Uh, screaming at everybody about how dare you, this has been my, you know, five year mission to keep the universe safe and you guys are going to ruin it all. Now we're coming after you. I mean, I really enjoyed those, that, that exchange that was going on as they were trying to explain, look, if you're really trying to protect the universe, you'll let us go after these things with Dracon's help. And just that whole meltdown that the big giant hit is having Um, I found very fascinating. I found it well-written. I like the art in this. I'm just not a Power Rangers fan, so this really doesn't do anything for me. This is not a good number one. This is a great 56. It's a good issue. I feel like it's a solid comic book, and you pick it up, and you're going to be like, ooh, this is interesting. But I don't feel like it's an introduction to either the Omega Rangers or the Mighty Morphin Rangers, you know, general status quo. Um, I I don't know that it's it's terribly successful in setting up anything other than conflict between Jason and Zordon, which if, it does really well. If I, I was picking this up for the first time, which I did, and I read this, I think that there is enough in here for someone who may be a fan or maybe not even a fan casual fan 
if they pick this up, this does feel like a number one because they do explain everything that needs to be done. Although they do kind of tip their hand a little bit and said, well, if you've read Power Rangers, uh, you know that this is or, uh, Mighty Morphin. You know that this has happened. And that was the only tip that said, hey, you probably ought to go read something else. But in these pages, we will tell you exactly what's going on. We will fill you in and say that these are the original Rangers that you remember from, you know, 1980, whatever it was. And these are, you know, these are what their current, the current status quo is for them. So I felt from a number one, from a new reader perspective, it did feel very much like a number one, especially with the power stance uh, in the final panel. Um, But I I just, it just, I I do enjoy the Power Rangers for what it is, uh, especially in the TV show and bits of the Super Sentai stuff that I've watched. But this didn't really do anything for me that makes me want to jump up and down. Now, I think that for fans of Power Rangers, whether it feels like a number one or doesn't feel like a number one, I think if you're looking to get as much Power Rangers in your life that you can, I think this book also succeeds in that. Yeah, I feel like if you haven't been following the Boom Studios stuff, it could be a little difficult to jump into this, especially since, you know, we are seeing moments that didn't actually happen in the comic or in the television continuity, which is fine. I'm fine with that. But yeah, I feel like this is something that if you are a Power Rangers fan and if you've been into what Boom has been doing with Power Rangers for the last five years or so, this is a very strong continuation of that. And this is a moment that I really like some of the quiet side moments. I like the point where Rocky and Jason have their little heart to heart where Rocky's like, it seems like Red should be the leader and I'm not a leader. And Jason's like, yeah, but you don't have to be a leader. Yeah. We get a little moment between Kimberly and Trini that never happened on television. We get Yeah, because they went off to you in camp. Right. We get even Ernie welcoming everybody back and being like, hey, it's great to see you guys again. Where have you been? I think that's kind of neat, you know, especially if, you know, you remember 1994 the way I do. And remember that Ernie was the only fat person in the entire show who wasn't either a monster, a criminal, or a literal monster. What about Bonk and Skull? Skull and Bulk uh, were criminal jerks. Bulk were they was a really jerk. criminals or were they just jerks? They were literal criminals. I mean, they stole things and they committed crimes. And eventually they became police officers. But in the first two seasons, they were jerks. They were well, jerks, man. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I, I enjoyed the art. I thought the art was okay. Um, certainly if you were expecting to see likenesses of Amy Joe Johnson and the rest in here, you're not going to get that. Oh no, you, we've never had that in the book yeah. books and I feel like that's fine because they're old now. Uh, well, I mean, you can still draw them as teenagers, Matthew. Um, no, you but, can't. They're old now. If you draw them like that, bad things happen. It, it causes a space time continuum. No, to it melt. just means they'll live forever until their pictures are discovered. No, I think you're thinking of Dorian Gray. No, no, I knew that guy. That guy was not a Power Ranger. <laughs> he was the Gray Ranger. That's why they called him Dorian Gray. Mm, okay. Um, I don't know. I, I think that there are some interesting things in here. And if I had a strong desire to uh, just become a Power Rangers fan, I think in the next three or four issues that this book would become that thing that uh, would get me very excited but I think right now, if you know, if Power Rangers is not my thing. It's not my jam, and that's okay. Uh, I think for people that it, whose jam this is, uh, then they're going to want to spread it thick on a piece of toast and enjoy it. Um, but uh, so I, you know, for me, I would say solid writing. Ryan Parrott's been doing the uh, Power Rangers stuff for a while now, 
So mm-hmm. it's not like he's unfamiliar with the characters of the situation. He has a firm grasp of where he wants a story to go. And uh, I don't know if uh, Francesco uh, Mortarino is an ongoing artist or if it's just the, the one that they have on for this arc or whatever it may be. But I thought the art was solid and I thought it was good. It was enjoyable. So if I were to give this a rating, I would say it's a solid, you know, four, three and a half, four slices of meatloaf for star ratings. Um, but it's just not for me. So, you know, I give it high praise, but I also need to recognize that not everything we read is is up my alley. Agreed. And that doesn't make you know, that doesn't make the comic book bad. That's what I guess I'm getting at is just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's a bad comic. Exactly. You know, it's something that we try to say a lot is a title can be perfectly good and just not be something that we care to read. And that's fine. As someone who is more than just a casual fan and has been following the Boom Power Ranger series, this is very strong continuation. I want to say that Mortolano or Mortolino has been on Power Rangers or part of the rotating team on Power Rangers for a while now. I really like the almost but not quite anime figures and faces that we get here. I really like the fact that uh, they're taking Lord Draken away. (laughs) I hope they take him far away and leave him on a truck somewhere. But yeah, I agree with you. This is a really strong issue for me. I will stand by the statement that it doesn't feel like a number one. It doesn't feel like a whole new start for me. But that's not necessarily a bad thing as I've been enjoying what this boom book has been doing all along. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there you go, dear listener. There's something for you to uh, to chew on. I'm sure many of you who are Power Rangers fans have already picked up this book, and you're reading yeah. the Mighty Morphin series, and what is this? Yeah. Uh, what timeline are we in now? We're in the Unlimited Time, or whatever it is, the Unlimited Power era? We are, uh, I don't remember if they're calling it Unlimited Power or not, that's, but I that's know what that they're we calling are, it in the solicitations. We are post-Shattered Grid. Yes. Which is nice. Why? Because I kind of like that with a million different Power Rangers from across space time. Well, the Shattered Grid actually broke time, space and dimension and gave us like 12 issues where a makeshift team had to go and rebuild the universe out of, you know, spit and bailing wire. I mean, don't get me wrong. I really like that series because there was that one double page spread, you know, where they're Mm -hmm. stepping out on the moon and like all the Power Rangers are are zooming in or however they transport in. And I was like, wow, that's a really cool. That's a really cool scene. And then you get to see, you know old pink ranger and young pink ranger and evil pink ranger from another universe. And it was just like, Oh, this is all neat stuff. Um, so there's a lot of neat stuff in power rangers. Uh, and I hope that people listening will go out and check this out and say, well, I'm a fan of the Omega Rangers. Let me, let me go check out this thing and, uh, then have some adventures in space with, I don't know who their robot is. Um, but, uh, he's kind of cool. That's that's Z or I don't know if it's Z or 11 G X I. Yeah. Yeah, I would say C or G. It's good. Yeah. Um, also, if you're interested in uh, Mighty Morphin number one, I believe I reviewed it at Major Spoiler, so you can go check that out as well and see the other side of this equation. Yep, there you go. All right, uh, dear listeners, we are only doing this show because of you, and we will stop doing this show when people don't respond. Uh, but we ended up <laughs> doing this show uh, and reading this comic because people went over to patreon.com slash major spoilers and told us what they wanted to read. So if you go over to patreon.com slash major spoilers and you check out a dueling review for November 18th, 2020, you'll find some lists. You'll read through that list. And then in the comments section, you will uh, let us know what you want to read. For example, coming out next week from boom studios, it's Buffy, the vampire slayer willow number five, 
Firefly number 22 and Once and Future number 13. Dark Horse Comics next week has Barbalian Red Planet number one, which Rodrigo Red reviewed on this week's Major Spoilers podcast. And uh, they also have You Look Like Death, Tales from the Umbrella Academy number three of six. So the midpoint of that series. Dynamite Entertainment has Mars Attacks Red Sonia number four, Vengeance of Vampirilla number 12, and uh, Sacred Six number four with what's her name? Draculina or whatever her name is. <laughs> IDW Publishing has My Little Pony Friendship is Magic number 91, Sea of Sorrows number one, and Yusagi Yojimbo number 14. Over at Image Comics next week, they have, uh, what is this? Commanders in Crisis number two, which I think has already had at least one vote over on our mm-hmm. Patreon page. Uh, I enjoyed number one. Die number 15, Ice Cream Man number 21, and That Texas Blood number four. That's a second printing on that one. Marvel Comics next week, Amazing Spider-Man number 53. Here's the thing that I don't understand. Uh, mm-hmm. This is really confusing, and I th- it's probably not confusing to someone who's actively reading all these things. But there are two different Amazing Spider-Man series, and they both have the number 53 on them. And that happened this week, where I think it was 51 or 52 came out. It must have been 52 came out this week. Totally different books, but both called Amazing Spider-Man number 50, 52. What's going on with that? I don't know. I didn't know that was going on. Yeah, it's really strange. So it's this uh, last revelation or whatever the story is, story arc that they have going on. But I received two different previews for Amazing Spider-Man number 53 from Marvel. Different covers, different interiors. And I was like, I don't understand how you're supposed to, as a reader, know which one you're supposed to be reading and which one you're not supposed to be reading. And more than likely, my fear is that someone's going to say, oh, well, that's a variant cover. I just want this cover. And they open it up and they goes, what is this is a totally different story from where I left off last time. So someone explain that to me, please. Also out next week, we have Captain America number 25, Hellions number, uh, what is that, 6? Hellions number 6. We also have Spider-Woman number 6, and Symbiote, or Symbiote, Spider-Man, King in Black number 1. Oh, everyone is so excited about King in Black. Everyone's excited about the the Venoms and the Carnages and all this other things that are going to be coming out. In all the rest category, we have Dark Interlude number one, Doctor Who Comics number one. Uh, let's see, what is this? Grumble, Memphis, and Beyond the Infinite number five. Grumble, Memphis, and the Beyond the Infinite number five. That's pretty crazy. Final issue there. First time I've ever seen it. Life is Strange, Partners in Time number two, and Zombie Tramp Ongoing number 75. We haven't forgotten DC Comics. Next week, Aquaman number, what is that? 65, Batman number 103. Uh, also, Batman Gotham Knights number 21. Ah, uh, Batman Three Jokers gets a collection next week. Ooh. Uh, the Flash gets a volume 13 release, The Rogue's Reign. Deceased Hope at World's End issue number 14. And Rorschach issue number two arrives uh, at stores next week. Now, again, all you got to do is point your browser, patreon.com slash major spoilers. Look for the thing that says... Uh, a dueling review for November 18th. I can't believe it's already November 18th. November 18th, yeah, 2020. And then in the comment section, just let us know what you want us to review. And Matthew, my understanding is you don't even have to be a paying patron in order to contribute to this fascinating experiment that we're doing right here on Dueling Review. 
That is absolutely correct. We are crowdfunding inspiration. It has nothing to do with money. So as long as you have a Patreon account and you can make one of those if you don't have one, you can come in, you can vote, you can tell your friends to come in, they can vote. Whoever votes for the most books, uh, with a few caveats, we will review next week that book and it'll be awesome. That I did right. figure out the Spider-Man thing if you need to know. Yeah, what's what's going on with that? All right, so the Spider-Man crossover Last Rights is yeah. going on right now. Yes. Amazing Spider-Man number 52 came out last week, as well as number 52 point LR. Oh my Remember God. A few years stop ago when it. they were doing that, stop when they were it. doing that point one, point two, point three thing. Marvel, stop it. Yeah. This is a, essentially rather than doing a tie in or a 50.5 or having the issue make any kind of numerical sense, they've actually added letters to make it all confusing because they hate you. Ah, it is so stupid. I feel sorry for the people that work at comic book stores uh, because oh, they're going to have to figure out how to how to package this and how to order it and how to file it. No lie, man. And Just if I look. was if I was uh, still buying physical comics and putting them in long boxes, I too would be uh, up in the air. Although right now I'm just basically shoving comics in wherever wherever I have an open space, and I'll sort them out later. Yep. Um, I'll just wait till the end of the world and let God sort them out. Um, <laughs> I don't think it works like that. I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think that you can look at the Ten Commandments and go, Lo, I shall sort out your comics. He might. He might be coming along and go, Oh, look, a mighty collection of comics. Let me go through Got Catwoman number 52, Catwoman number 53, Flash 720. What a... Batman number 110, Catwoman 57. Oh, my gosh. I'm just going to have to sort all this stuff out. It could happen. <laughs> You have the weirdest theology, I swear. Oh, yeah, my, my theology is great in that I have zero. Anyway, that wraps it up for this installment of, what is this show? Dueling Review. Thank you so Dueling much for checking you. us out this week. And thank you to Mark Smith 72 hanging out in our live chat. If you would like to come and listen and hang out as well, then all you need to do is link your Discord account and your Patreon account together, and you can get access to super secret things, including the live a recording of this show every Thursday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We will be back next week. We will hang out and talk about comics, and maybe we will get to hear Matthew say, Hey, pony, that's the wrong noise you're making. This podcast is copyright 2020 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.